0: Hey,
1: do you guys want to play d I mean, maybe. Nah. <laughs> the jury's still out. All right, well, it's been fun, y'all. Hey, it's Corey, your DM. Welcome to Vibe Proficiency, a DD d podcast about death, prioritizing your pets, and having a library card, I guess. We're stoked to have you back for another one of these. Uh, hey, judging by the amount of messages I get about how attracted to inconsequential side characters our listeners apparently are, I'm, uh, well, I'm both reluctant and excited for you to meet a new one in this episode. Uh, don't forget to rate our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, you know, wherever else. Uh, setting the show to automatically download is a really nice idea, you know, just let it download while you sleep and rest easy And the fact that our chaos can feel your morning commute and stuff. Uh, we're still on twitter at vibe proficiency and talking about us on social media is basically the only way our show is advertised so uh, tell a friend if you think about it all right that's that i think so uh okay bye hail and well
2: met welcome to vibe proficiency vibe proficiency is a DD podcast with myself chandler bush as elwin peck becca helm as mira casey Giney as kira kelly rivera as harp and Tyler Bush as the ever-intelligent Cadmus Light Ringer. Now, uh, before we get into the game, I, I do have a few things to go over here. So uh, let's see, um, character introductions, got those. Um, let's see, oh shoot, also uh, a little forewarning, uh, this show is intended for adults, uh, but we're not your parents, so uh, do whatever you want, I guess, and go ahead and check that off. Oh, we also have uh, do a goof. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's covered. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Um, hope you enjoy the show. Um, be sure to, like, rate it five stars. Uh, and if you don't enjoy the show, uh, be sure to rate it five stars so that way we know how much you didn't enjoy it.
1: Um, yeah. Last time on Vibe Proficiency, you all got your stories straight and went to go give a half update to Anseol concealing the whole truth and not telling him that you found the source of the undead. And in an attempt to distance yourself from Anseol while you tried to figure out his true intentions, you told him that you were going to look for more information by staying at the Tabernacle instead of his home. Uh, on the way back into town, Mira, Harp, and Kira stopped into bloodletting after seeing the sign and making a mental connection with the blood magic that Hildry mentioned. Uh, Peck narrowly dodged a heart to heart with Cadmus, <laughs> and the two of them ended up in bloodletting with the rest of the group shortly after they got in. Uh, after Peck, let's say, bought Denor's Silence <laughs> about their past <laughs> trade, uh, the rest of the party was brought up to speed on how the blood trade in the shop works. Uh, heading towards the tabernacle, you all saw a group of I don't know, ruffians, I guess? uh, Intimidating a man and pelting him with debris in an alley. Cadmus' sense of justice caused him to, quote, compel a duel with the biggest one of them. Uh, So uh, hit me with those initiative rolls.
3: We're 17 for Mira. Six. I got a nine.
4: I got an eight. 21.
0: Uh, was anyone hurt?
3: Uh, no, but uh, I can. I'm a
0: picture, dude. These guys are about to.
3: <laughs> I have zero spell slots, uh, so I can do cantrips or hit things with a stick.
0: Excellent. Time to start a
2: fight. I've used a second level spell slot. That's all I've used so far.
5: Yeah, not my proudest moment. <laughs> yeah, we we honestly gotta stop doing that. <laughs> Since we haven't. St- started yet i still have a great sword in my inventory did i keep that oh yeah why do you
4: have a great sword
5: when i was disguising myself as one of the guards
1: yeah you'd probably still have that if you want to keep it i uh, i don't know that you'd be excellent at using it no i know i
5: just saw i mean i just remembered. i was like i don't remember I, I feel like i just kept it even though i don't use it Yeah, i
1: really doubt you'd have left it there but uh you could sell it if nothing else
5: Ooh. i was thinking about that with the mask this whole time that i've had the mask that i gave you yeah that allows because you to I can, have dark vision
0: i mean she kind of already here's like, a
5: spoiler yeah exactly i got that now
0: <laughs> ouch how does that make you feel hurt <laughs> a
5: little i don't even think you can feel Oof. <laughs> <laughs> as
0: you know dragons cannot feel emotion
5: i'm not a
2: witcher <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay uh uh, Kira's going to be
1: first in the turn order, and uh, this hulking sword fighter in the alleyway was making his way towards the group of you to fight Cadmus specifically. And uh, Harp's arrow struck the ground in front of him, and his cocky demeanor flipped in an instant. And he's, you know, he's picking up the pace in your direction, brandishing his thin blade.
4: You said the guy in the front is squaring off against Cadmus? Uh, yeah, it sure seems that way. Uh, I don't want to take the take that fight away from Cadmus, so I'm gonna let him. you can you can
0: definitely go for it. He'll have disadvantage if he goes to attack you regardless because of the compelled duel. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just attack him then, that guy, because if I don't and run past him, I'll be flanked. Okay, the big guy then? Yep, the dude in the front. Ooh, make an attack roll. That is a 20 to hit. Wow, yeah, that hit. I hope so. Uh it's seven damage.
1: Yeah, you, you, know, you dart forward and swing your quarterstaff at this man, and he's so focused on Cadmus that he doesn't see your attack coming until it's just too late. And as you make contact, this big solid thud echoes down the alley and the three in the back stand up quickly turning to face you all. And it's the big guy's turn now. And uh, since you just surprised him like that, he's going to take a swing at you. Um, uh, 13 to hit? Miss. Okay. He uh, he takes this big retaliatory swing at you and you just duck down quickly beneath his blade. (laughs) And uh, you start to see movement among the others in the back, like they're all facing you now and one of them is walking up to join her friend, drawing her weapon. Uh, Mira, what are you doing right now? So as a note, compelled Duel
0: is over. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just rereading it. If a creature that is friendly to me,
3: the spell ended. Yeah, okay, thanks for that. Is the guy in the corner still being attacked at all?
1: Um, No, it seems like the rest of the big guy's party has sort of stopped focusing on the person they were pelting with debris and now are mostly focused on you all. Uh, There's one of them who's walking up to jump in the fight while the other two are starting to like size you up.
3: I am going to use a thorn whip. Okay, roll it. Um, A 17 to hit? Yeah, definitely. Great. Uh, So she's going to take... 1d4 piercing, but I also want to use that to pull her towards me. Okay, cool. So that's only two damage, but she is now ten feet closer to me.
1: Awesome! Yeah, you uh, you connect with your thorn whip and just wrap it around her, pulling her towards you as these like barbs dig into her like the tiniest bit before they dissipate. And uh, when he sees this, one of the guys in the back of the alley doesn't seem to like his chances okay. much uh, because he quickly surveys the area and starts to make a break for it. You know, he's like dashing towards you quickly, like trying to clearly get past you. Uh, He's using his reaction to dash, to flee the area, but Mira, he's going to run within striking distance, so you'll get an opportunity attack.
3: All right, uh, 10?
1: 10 does not quite do it. Like, he's going pretty quickly, and you swing at him, but he he just outpaces your blow. Uh, The other guy that was in the back of the alley with the man on the ground, watches the other one run away, and you can tell that he's, like, not thrilled about that. Uh, And he runs up near his remaining friends and draws a short sword and swings at Cadmus while you're focused on the big guy and he thinks he has a shot. Uh, that would be an 18 to hit. That's my AC. Oof, okay. Uh, that's going to be uh, six piercing damage. as he like, you know, he connects with your side? Uh, the one that Mira pulled with a thorn whip stumbles and, and bumps into the burly guy as the spell wears off, and the vines loosen their grip before vanishing. And she uh, she angrily swats at where those vines and thorns used to be, and she snatches a dagger from her side. Uh, Kira, she flips the blade under her palm in this like, you know, this fluid motion. So she's holding it in a reverse grip. And she swings it in a left hook towards your face. Uh, 13 to hit? Nope. Oh, yeah. Same as before, huh? Uh, Harp, you're a tiny bit further out from the group. What are you doing while this is happening?
5: Um, I'm going to use my longbow again, and I don't... I want to point it towards his leg. The guy in front of Cadmus, to be specific.
1: Okay, like you're going for the leg specifically?
5: Yep. Okay, cool. And I got a... Ooh, uh, 27.
1: Yeah, definitely. Roll nice. your damage.
5: And it is an 11.
1: You gotta love that crit damage. Uh, yeah, your aim is is perfect. And you hit him straight in the meaty, calfy bit of his leg. And uh, his expression twists in pain and he looks over Cadmus' shoulder at you in, like, bewilderment. <laughs> uh, Peck, what are you doing right now?
2: Uh, I'm gonna turn to the one that is uh, fleeing and I am going to cast uh, Witch Bolt at it. <laughs> Oof. Uh, plus six to hit. That's, uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, absolutely. that's mm-hmm. its second level. Oh no, that uh, person's
0: dead. <laughs> Wishbowl is crazy. It's that's not crazy. It's not crazy. No. So crazy.
2: Uh, so he takes, uh, 11 points damage. And, uh, there is a beam of crackling blue energy coming from Peck's hand that is wrapped around the guy and it continues to stay wrapped around him.
1: And what kind of, is this like lightning Lightning damage? damage. Yeah, lightning damage.
2: Okay. Uh, So, for funsies, uh, I just hold that on him and I can... uh, next turn i can just use my action to deal damage to him again yeah
1: you've got the like taser barbs stuck in him it's
2: great it's great (laughs) okay he moves out of my uh, out of my range then it's over yeah
1: uh you immediately see this like flailing motion from him as he essentially gets fantasy tased and uh maybe a bit more slowly he keeps you know hobbling off uh cadmus this arrow just flew over your head and into your guy's leg What are you doing?
0: Uh, Seeing all this happen around me, I'm going to shout to the other ones, I suggest you all put your weapons down, or you shall all suffer the fate of this one, (laughs) and I'm going to run up and attack the one that I've been squaring off with. Yeah, okay. In my eyes, this one's good as dead. The other ones can go if they want. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, 15? Yeah, you barely make contact as he tries to
1: parry you and fails. So
0: since I hit, I'm going to use my... On top of the five damage I roll from that, I'm going to use my last spell slot and pump a Divine Smite in. (laughs) Uh, So Divine Smite, when I hit with a melee weapon attack, I can expend a spell slot and deal 2d8 extra radiant damage to the target. Oh my god.
1: uh, <laughs> roll that radiant damage. <laughs> all
0: right. This is we when we go. find out that
1: these guys are
2: actually like vampires or something. Uh, so that,
0: oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: double one.
0: Did roll two ones? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, oh what a waste! Seven uh, yeah, total hurt, damage. Yes, yeah, seven damage. <laughs> okay. Man, that would have been so cool though. No, it
1: was still rad. Uh, you all see Cadmus come at this guy with an attack, and like uh, even though he sets up a nice block in return, uh, Cadmus shifts at the last second to bypass it. And he makes contact with the man's shirt, just like cutting through to the leather armor underneath. And then you all see this bright flash of radiant light emit from Cadmus' sword and, you know, casting shadows all over the alleyway. And it's like at that moment of contact that his swinging power just increases just a tiny bit. And he suddenly makes it through the leather too, leaving a little burn around the edges of the cut, like clearly knocking the wind out of the guy and he's, he's not looking good.
0: So I did yell for them to lay down their arms as I did Absolutely. all that. Uh, I want to resolve that on their turn. Okay. Uh,
1: after what they just saw. <laughs> but uh, Kira, uh, you're up first.
4: What are you doing? I want to attack big burly guy again, uh, but should have done the first time. Uh, I want to sweep his legs out from underneath him.
1: Yeah, with your staff. Uh, roll an attack, and I'll roll a dex save for him, let's say.
4: Uh, that is a dirty nice. 21. <laughs> yeah. Seven damage.
1: Uh, you run up next to him, and you swing hard while crouching down, and let's say that you like aim for the leg that Harp hasn't shot, and he like can't compensate, so he you know, buckles and falls down. and. Uh, for, like, a second, it's almost comical. Like, his limbs are sort of, like, flailing in this slapstick kind of way. Uh, <laughs> but then you hear the sound of his head hitting the pavement, and he he doesn't get up.
4: Did I just, did I just kill this guy? Yeah, we're going to skip
1: his turn in the combat <laughs> order
0: here.
4: Because he's dead now.
0: <laughs> so,
2: Tyler, you
4: had you almost had it. Yeah, I
0: almost had it. <laughs> you almost got well, there. vengeance. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh,
1: uh, that puts us at Mira. Uh, what are you doing?
3: I'd like to hold an action, uh, just holding my thorn whip to see if anyone is going to attack, like Cadmist and Kira, and if not, I'm probably just going to let them run.
1: Sounds good. Uh, Kira and Cadmist, why don't you roll intimidation then? Ooh. Uh, I got a 13. Oh, wow. Uh, Ooh. 23. Oh, 17 on a mic. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the other two in the alley share these, like, horrified looks with one another, like, glancing between their fallen friend and each other. And then they turn to run further into the alley, like past the man on the ground, and they start nimbly scrambling up the windowsills and disappear over the buildings. And the one that Peck had his magic locked on, he's still running too. It, it falls off. Yeah, he, he does get out of the 30-foot range of your spell and is like doing his best to break eyeline with you all. But I
2: absolutely would murder him if I had the ability to.
1: <laughs> uh, you are left in what is now a nearly empty alleyway, save for one very large dead body, and one balding, rotund man kind of cowering in the corner.
4: Is this when we find out that the bald man's actually the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> he was, was, was robbing like them. <laughs> I mean,
2: we've been pretty bad about figuring out who the bad people are up to this point, so I Maybe wouldn't be Maybe we're surprised. the bad
0: guys. We're <laughs> absolutely
2: the bad guys. <laughs> That's the twist in this campaign. <laughs> we're the big bad end game.
1: Uh, uh What are you all doing now?
2: Uh, well, does someone want to go check on him?
3: Yeah, I'd like to run up to the the guy and see if he's... Doing
1: okay. Yeah, the closer you get to him, the more terrified he appears. And uh, he's scrambling backwards away from you until he, like, hits the wall. And his arms are, like, covering his face while, like, looking for an exit route.
3: And just kind of get down to his level and be like, are you,
1: are you okay? Uh, he uh, he lowers his arms, like, just a bit. And, and he's got these wide eyes. And he's like, "Uh, y- yeah, I uh, th- thank you, I, I think. And his eyes hit the large man's body on the ground behind you. And he, like, instantly looks nauseous. Convince him he killed him.
0: I mean, he was there, my dude.
3: (laughs) Uh, I step out of the way. (laughs) I'll let Cadmus speak.
0: He got what was coming to him. Evil receives evil. They should not be harming you anymore, and if they do, remind them of what happened here today.
1: Uh, He just, he kind of blankly stares at you and he says,
0: I I think I'm going to be sick. So, should we tell the town guard about this? they did attack us, if I remember correctly. He says, oh, uh,
1: no, no, you you don't want to, you know, don't open this up to scrutiny. Town guard, you know how they are. We could we could get into some real trouble for, oh, my gods.
2: Should we just leave the body here? Like, is there a body Someone's disposable body. service? No, I... Should we I, take it to the north? We have
1: to leave. Please just take me to my stall in South Fork. I, I don't want to be walking alone right now. Would, would you guys yeah, just...
5: Absolutely.
2: Uh, I'd like to loot the body. Okay.
5: <laughs> Dang, that's what I wanted to do. You can loot it with <laughs> me. We can
2: loot together. You can, uh, you you can, can both roll investigation. Oh. You can pre-loot <laughs> parties that loot together stick together.
1: You, yeah, you can both roll investigation.
5: Yeah. Okay, 15. Oh, 16. Just kidding.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, aside from the obvious, like the the like the like rapier and now like the somewhat damaged leather armor, uh, you find his gold pouch uh, kind of empty with like four gold pieces jingling around. Uh, he's also got some jewelry, a uh, necklace with some kind of stone in it. Uh, you reckon you could get about 30 gold for it if you had the right buyer. Uh, there's also this thick silver ring with some kind of spider or something engraved onto it that catches your eye, too.
5: All right. Well, I'm definitely going to stash all that.
1: Rad. Uh, Peck, are you looking to?
2: Uh, absolutely. You know what? I've Uh, And what I'm here for is nothing because that's a natural.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have your unseen servant like kneel you down so that you can try to determine if there's anything worth taking on this guy and something does catch your eye it's the cut on his chest that Cadmus left. And the sight of that little bit of blood around it makes you lightheaded. Can and we quizzed. say that
2: I fall off of my Unseen servant onto the ground? I go, I'm oh, 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 sorry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Ah, nice. you, uh, you get lightheaded and you like fall off the shoulder and you, like, you kind of have to scramble back up. Can I gotta
2: take some blood?
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay.
2: Take a I take a vial of
1: blood. Yeah, it, it takes you a moment because it's so very icky, uh, but <laughs> you, you get some of it into one of these empty vials, yeah.
5: And we all witness this, right? Uh, you you see least.
1: it, and I, I just, I, I
2: wanna look at Harp and just, I'll send him to your head for research.
5: <laughs> okay. Great, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm going to, after they're done desecrating the corpse, Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to lean down, grab the dude by his shirt and drag him to the back of the alley kind of toss him down there, and then...
2: Throw him into a hay bell?
0: I'm just moving him to the back out of the... Because he's in the opening of the alley, so I'm just slump him in the back.
1: The whole time you're doing this, the guy, like, the alive guy, uh, he sees what you're doing, and he just goes white, and he has to look away. He's just, like, staring at the wall as you drag him past.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I want to try to help him get up, and then I say, all right, lead the way.
1: Sure, you, uh, you all make your way towards South Fork Plaza. Oh, uh, and- what's your
2: name? <laughs> gotta ask everyone their name we need to go back and ask those three guys
0: (laughs) their names are mini boss one two and three (laughs) that we're gonna fight later
2: they're gonna join up with uh the girl from the inn
0: and fan (laughs) yeah little did we know fan actually knew all three of these people the
3: more we're collecting people who could potentially be like our big bad evil guy the more i am becoming convinced that we really are the bad guy (laughs) 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 okay
4: Okay, yeah which uh which Twitter follower, did you uh, pick for this name?
1: Oh, yeah. This one comes from Twitter user Terran Morningfall. Ooh, I love that, actually. I like that name. Yeah, definitely a Twitter follower of ours.
2: You you
4: said... Karen. Yeah, T-E-R-R-Y-N. Is that the first name on the fantasy name generator? You know, I've actually had
1: this character locked and loaded for weeks, so suck on that, (laughs) dork. I actually came prepared. Uh, As you're walking with him, you get a better look at him. He's fairly short with slightly pointed ears, sort of like a round, innocent face with a medium beard and, and rough skin with cloudy eyes, and he doesn't seem to step too confidently. And he's like kind of leaning on Mira as you walk. And as you arrive to his stall at South Fork Plaza, he you know he mutters his thanks, still clearly shaken by the whole thing, and he says, I, I had nearly expected that they'd be here waiting for me. I, I'm just going to lock up and then maybe find an inn to spend the evening in, someplace crowded. And he, uh, he leaves your arm, Mira, and you all see his stall, it's disheveled a bit from what could have been an altercation before he was like chased into the alley. There's diviner's cards like strewn about the table, dousing rods on the ground, and Some kind of clear orb on a pedestal. Like, he seems to be some kind of fortune teller.
3: Definitely wants her fortune told.
1: (laughs) He seems to be able to know what you're thinking before you say anything. He says, I I don't think I could possibly attune myself correctly for a reading today, but uh, come back another time, perhaps. I'd be happy to repay your kindness.
3: Absolutely. And uh, we'll be over at the tabernacle. If you find yourself in need of anything, we'd be happy to help. Be safe, Taryn.
1: He, uh, he finishes packing up, and he nods tentatively to the group of you, and he heads out, just still clearly rattled.
2: I think it's time for bed. Do the rest of you agree or disagree? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> I agree. It
3: depends on the time.
1: Uh, it's probably about 7 p.m. or so.
5: So shops are still open.
1: Yeah, probably a little bit longer.
5: All right, guys, this is the moment. <laughs> Cheddar's finally going to get her stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're looking for that, like, tiny little red wall-style armor, yeah. right? yeah.
5: It's more for looks, you know. Yeah, I don't think Cheddar's going to do much for me in like a fight.
4: Okay, so you want yeah. like a doll maker shop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could easily find an artisan or two around here who could help you with that. Um, you also remember seeing what appeared to be some kind of like blacksmith shop with a sign that read Rose Place nearby Central Plaza. It's like R-O apostrophe S. Like it's somebody's name.
5: All right, I'll head over there then. Okay, just Harp
0: going. I'll go. Nice. Oh look, we're gonna get to have that Cadmus party bonding moment after all. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting armor for our pets.
4: I'm definitely gonna go too, because Dad needs some armor. Okay,
1: um, <laughs> the three of you make your way out of South Fork and towards Central Plaza, and you find the building again, Harp. It's a smallish place on the outskirts of the main shopping district, kind of like straddling the line between it and the more residential area nearby. And it's got weapons and armor on racks in the large you know, front window. And you hear a steady clanging coming from inside. And as you open the door, it becomes louder, and you see the source of the sound. There's a forge at the center of the shop, and a Knoll woman with strong, exposed arms is shaping red hot metal with a hammer around the horn of an anvil. What the hell is a What's a gnoll? They're like, um, like, imagine a humanoid bipedal hyena Ooh, is maybe the best oh. way to put
0: it. Interesting.
2: Quick, before the hyenas come. <laughs> dig a tunnel? Dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. Don't get that one either. Have you ever watched The Lion King one and a half? Oh, <laughs>
4: yeah, a very, very, very long time ago, like when it came out. Uh, I just dropped a picture
1: of a knoll into the chat, by the way.
5: Ooh. He looks super
1: cool. Yeah, she's like definitely pushing the upper limits of what constitutes a medium-sized character. Uh, And you you feel the size difference between you in a pretty real way. Like, this place was clearly built to accommodate her size, unlike, you know, like Asher's pet shop. Uh, The anvil is like taller than most you've seen, and she doesn't have to like bend down to avoid the high ceilings in here. Uh, And each time she strikes the metal, a bright shower of hammer scale flakes off and falls to the ground. She's kind of intimidating.
5: I definitely want to take note that Harp is definitely looking at this appearance for a future. <laughs> well, hello there, madam.
1: <laughs> it does seem a bit formal. Yeah. Uh, shit. I did. I did not think of a voice for her. Uh, she goes, madam. <laughs> and she lifts up these like dark tinted forge glasses and she sets down her hammer and she starts taking off these large leather gloves, revealing filed down claws and she grabs to you what would be a pretty large jug of water, and she drinks straight from it. And she says, well, "What? Um, what can I do for you?"
5: So I've got a little friend here, and Harp's trying to find Cheddar because she can't remember where she put her. And then she <laughs> finds her uh, under her shoulder, but under her hair, and then pulls Cheddar out and goes, um, "I'm gonna need some gear for my for my little my little mouse here."
1: She looks at you and then the mouse and then back to you, just still like holding up her jug of water like she wants to drink some more. But she's kind of busy puzzling the situation out. And then she kind of puts it down and says, OK, I'll bite. Uh, why?
5: Here's the question. Why not? <laughs> Ooh, <nice twist>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she cracks a smile and then kind of shrugs and says, hey, uh, money is money, right? And she walks over to what looks like a drafting table and like pulls up a seat next to hers as she sits down and she like kind of waves you over and grabs a pencil. Uh, Cheddar is clearly a bit on edge in the presence of a person who makes even Cadmus look small. But uh, (laughs) the two of you are able to like get some measurements of her and Rose starts working on a few preliminary sketches and she says, okay, um, what what exactly are we thinking here?
5: I'm thinking we're gonna go with she definitely needs a tiny sword. Um, I didn't actually think this. <laughs> she can hold a sword if it's like too picky.
1: Okay, sure. She cracks another smile and says, oh, yeah, of course, uh, def- definitely a sword. And she writes that down.
5: Um, Need her to have like a cloak.
1: Okay, yeah, of course. Just yeah. make
5: sure her ears fit through, you know. So we're
1: not. So we're not looking at like full blown armor here. More of like a little cape situation. Oh
5: no no yeah. Well she's gonna have a tiny. Uh, come on now. Work with me. <laughs> uh, definitely needs a little chest piece. Okay. And I think that's it. Sword, cloak, chest piece. She should be fine, right, Cheddar?
1: Wait. Am I playing Cheddar in the scenario, or are you?
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, I'm just going to wink at Cheddar after <laughs> saying that. Okay, yeah.
1: She uh, she wiggles her nose into the air and you take that as a yes, I suppose.
5: <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: Rose says, D- sure. Yeah, of course. You got to have a heavy chunk of armor on if you're going into mouse battle. Uh, what kind of material are we talking about here?
5: Uh, hmm. You know, uh, if someone were to attempt to step on Cheddar, that type of strength there.
4: <laughs> do you want this mouse to move at all or just kinda <laughs>
5: Listen, I out like, like I rock. Okay, do you think I thought this through, like the material for okay, a like, mouse? How about
1: let's leave the particulars of the alloy up to row and you tell me what style you're after, right? Like chain, like teeny scale armor, like a traditional breastplate?
5: No, I want a little breastplate. Can we, can we forge like a symbol of cheese on there?
1: <laughs> uh, Ro says, okay, so uh, let me read this back to make sure that we're on the same page. Tiny sword, okay, with a cloak and a little breastplate with a cheese engraving. Yep, that's it. Great, let me just, this is going to take a lot less material to build than a normal, so, uh, hold on. She starts doing some math in the margins of her sketches here. I don't know. A normal breastplate will usually set a person back about 400 gold, but uh, I don't know. Tell you what. Uh, I'll do the sword, the breastplate, and cloak for uh, 45. Sound good?
5: I mean, she is small, you know? Very, very small. Super small.
1: <laughs> is this like a haggling tactic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she
5: says, uh, look, I, I don't Problem know. Is I don't even think I've got the gold for it because I have been sold the necklace unless I can... Show her the necklace. Um, I've got necklace some gold. Goes, hey, look at this. No, no, no. Not yet. Not yet. She doesn't know. What, she, she, she's a really know, tiny mouse. Doesn't... Hey,
4: look at this. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So I think we can make this work because Cheddar definitely needs this. Okay. So I've got some gold, but, and then I pull out the necklace. Look what I got here. Um, I just took it to get, a, to get a price on this one. And it is actually about 40 gold is what they say. Wink. Did you,
0: why would you wink?
1: <laughs>
5: I didn't That's wink right. at her. I winked at myself.
1: <laughs> I told you 30, right? Yeah. I mean, I, okay, roll deception.
5: That's a 13.
1: Yeah, she leans in to look at it and she says, that works for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I can have this thing done by tomorrow morning. Uh, leave that here and then and pay me my remaining five tomorrow, huh?
5: Sounds good to me. I drop the necklace off and then shake her hand.
1: Great. Uh, and she turns to the two of you and she says, and you're here for what, uh, moral support or,
0: yes. I wanted to kind of fill out how you would think about making armor for creatures, uh, since you're already doing this, no, no use in wasting all of that extra material. Uh, we are outfitting our pets for protection. I show her Athena, the poet of justice. And I say, <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking something along the lines of a silvery, lightweight breastplate type thing that would go around to her back and perhaps uh go down each wing and kind of accentuate the wings with silver like uh (laughs) going down each feather um perhaps you could add a little to each of her claws you could add a little silver piece to like make it sword-esque so that when she uses her claw to attack, it'd be a little, you know what I mean? Like little daggers or whatever. You want it to look like Skarmory. Yes. This
1: this is a Skarmory.
0: And then perhaps something for her beak, just to make her, she's a black bird, and she has silver accents all over her. You can use it with the excess that you make from that.
1: As you start talking, she's like writing and taking notes, Uh, but about halfway through, she slows to a stop, (laughs) <laughs> squinting at what she's already written, and, and like looking over the notepad at you, <laughs> and like when you're done describing your steel bird fantasy pocket monster <laughs> idea, uh, she kind of nods and leans forward in her chair and says, "You uh, hey, you you get that these things bones are like hollow, right, so that they can fly? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's why I said lightweight. Yeah, I
1: am not familiar, <laughs> buddy. You want to? Um, Let me see here. Encase each feather
0: in a silvery." lightweight magic material no no i never i said accent the wings think of it more as like a like a skeleton-esque you know what i mean not like covering Oh,
1: so, okay not the crazy thing i just said you want me to make a metal exoskeleton for a bird is awesome. yes <laughs> great 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 listen i love the sort of imaginativity here huh i'll tell you uh what i can do Uh, The little talon sharpies. I love that. That I can do. Great. I just, I don't think that I can in good conscience overburden this animal like that. Like birds are meant to fly,
0: but you know, you get it. Okay, wait, I'm looking up the carry weight of a raven real quick.
3: (laughs) I am so here for the episode where Corey finally gets back at us for all (laughs) our BS. (laughs) <laughs> just calling us out one by
0: one. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. How much can a raven carry during flight? Interesting. Let's Is it see. an African or a European raven? Oh, I don't know if that's a thing. I just chose raven, <laughs> tiny beast. It. Oh, it's based off of its strength. So it has a two strength. <laughs> <So it> can, <laughs> which says one strength has a light load of three pounds. So let's say it can hold... So it says conclusion: Your raven can carry at most one point five pounds while <laughs> <life."> flying.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, Row ties this little hunk of metal to Athena's foot, and she looks at you somewhat apprehensively and says, "Uh, okay. Um, I don't. I don't know. Let go and see if she can hold it. I guess.
0: Um, you you can do it, Athena. You're the poet of
1: justice. She uh she puts her large hands like a few inches under yours to catch Athena if she falls.
2: I will
0: also and- catch if it falls which I have the utmost. Oh, mo- oh,
2: yeah? <laughs> you want to try that one more
0: time? Utmost. <laughs> <laughs> utmost. Oh, most the faith utmost. in Athena, the Poet of Justice. <laughs> oh, okay, utmost.
1: You let it go, and, and like a rock, she falls straight down. She's not harmed at all, but it's very clear that that much metal is too much for her. Okay. She goes, yikes, uh, okay, Uh, hold on, and takes some, like, little tin snips and shaves a few small chunks off of it you know like inspecting them as if she's imagining what the finished product would look like and she like ties them into a tiny bundle around Athena's foot and says okay uh try that okay and as you let go Athena is able to carry the weight of this smaller bit of metal and uh Ro raises her eyebrows and says well I'll be damned um hey I I mean I could probably do the talons and get a little beak enhancement with that much weight I'm uh
0: I'm gonna be honest've I've never done anything like this before I, I don't know if anyone has. that's 100% okay. We're all testing the waters here and being pet people. <laughs> Let me see how much that might cost you Gold <laughs> I mean two whole pieces. It's like
1: shavings that she's got set aside here. Uh, she says I don't I don't
0: know uh, just just give me a gold and I'll get these done for you. I will give you two because I believe in you and I believe in your artsmen, your work, your your craft. I give her two. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, have it ready in the morning, then. Excellent. What
4: about you, Kira?
1: Yeah. Uh, lady, what's what's your deal, then, huh? Uh,
4: well, I'm trying hmm. to... Looking up the name I'm of... I'm sure you got
1: some kind of, I don't know, a naked mole rat that you're probably trying to outfit here. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: what is the name of the back? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 So the breastplate's the front, but what is the back? A back, oh, the back breast. <laughs> is it just the back plate? Back breast.
0: <laughs> a spine.
2: <laughs> a saddle.
1: I mean, on on horses, it's, it's a flanchard. Uh, what? It like it protects the flank of the horse.
4: Uh, I have uh, as you can see uh, next to me uh, is. Thaddeus, uh, he's a badger. Oh, right, uh, of um, course.
1: Thaddeus, my apologies. And she does like a little mock bow while kind of making a sideways glance at Harp, like, what? Like, <laughs>
4: uh, how much would it cost for a helmet, breastplate, and a backplate for him?
1: Okay, we're, we're talking like tiny horse armor then.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Can Is Cheddar going to mount and uh, ride Thaddeus? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs>
5: No, she'd probably do that to you, Beck.
4: That sounds more <laughs> like it. I'm good. Not so much horse armor. It.
1: Uh, you talking like bear armor from like Golden Compass? That's, yeah, that's
4: exactly what I want. Okay, like gold, like Yorick style. Well, the, the new good uh, Yorick Bernison armor, not that gold shit from the garbage <laughs> movie. Yeah, oh <laughs> I know
2: what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Okay, yeah, you describe this, I, I mean, you describe Yorick Badgerson armor,
4: I guess. <laughs> she kind of
1: smirks and says, oh, is, is that all?
4: What, no cape? He is royalty. <laughs> uh, no, no cape. Thank you,
1: though. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, that, that would be crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're able to get some measurements of Thaddeus, and she starts like sketching out a far more refined than you'd expected, an almost elegant version of the description you gave, and she says, You know, I I actually kind of like this one. Kind of a challenge.
4: It's more than 43 gold a challenge, then uh, it's going to be no dice. I mean,
1: (laughs) it isn't going to be not more than 43 gold. (laughs) She says, you're looking at like 60 gold here. Is that... Like, really? That's what you want to spend your gold on? You one of those one percenters? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can I have a DM explanation of what fantasy one percenters entail?
1: I mean, I guess we established the Anseal sort of is, but like, I don't know, Rogue clearly thinks that this is a weird request that only someone with too much money might make. <laughs> okay.
4: Can I pay you 40 now and then the extra 20 uh, upon delivery? 40 now, 20 in the morning? Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like someone has to make 20 gold uh, overnight
3: have to go real high on <laughs> a performance check at this tavern
1: <laughs> uh Rose says I don't know it's like that's like a third of the total cost you, you got anything in the way of collateral like uh you know, you leave something here that's important to you, and tomorrow morning you bring me the 20 gold, and I give you your collateral back.
3: You just got the idea of you leaving Thaddeus the angry
4: father with <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, no, because then there's no point in me, if I don't make the gold, then there's no point in me even doing any of this. What? You would get Thaddeus back. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'll leave the the ritual knife. Whoa, okay. And then I will fucking flute my brains out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you you pull from your bag this this really old-looking, not quite a weapon, per se. It's a knife, plain and simple. It's wrapped in a soft, worn cloth, and she holds out a large hand
4: to take it. I will uh, hesitantly hand it to her. You hold it
1: out for Ro to take, and she cocks a furry eyebrow and says, Okay,
4: uh, and what's this? This is a very important knife from my past. Uh, It was my father's. It might not seem like much, but I would very much like to have it back tomorrow.
1: She unravels it when you hand it to her and she's looking at it and she's looking at you and kind of studying your face, like the parts of it that aren't covered. And she kind of takes a moment to think, like tugging at the fabric around it and like raising her eyebrows to the rest of you, like almost looking for confirmation that this means anything. But Obviously, none of you have seen it either. And eventually she wraps it back up neatly and she says, yeah, that sounds good. Um, And she uh, she tucks it into a cargo pocket on her apron and says, I have a secure spot in the back for these sorts of things. So I'll keep it safe for you. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll see you all in the morning unless you have like another friend with like I don't know a need for snake armor or something like that
3: <laughs> um, the friend with the snake uh, is very supportive of Simon's decisions but as a druid uh, cannot have metal armor and therefore will not give Simon metal armor until he's old enough to decide that's what he wants <laughs> <laughs> We're raising him a druid, but I feel like he might try to be a rogue. (laughs) Also, he has no um, arms. Slither right (laughs) out of
4: that armor.
1: Uh, So she looks at you guys and goes, all right, I'll um, I'll see you bright and early, huh?
3: Yes. Oh, definitely. We
1: shall. She walks you all out and says, I've got some work to do. And winks before flipping the open sign on the window over to display the closed side as she heads back into the forge.
5: Have a good night. And we leave.
1: Sounds good uh peck and mira what are you two doing
3: uh i was planning on just heading back to the the tavern enjoying the atmosphere if songs erupt maybe bringing out the lyre. oh
4: you nice. know songs are going to erupt as soon as i get back
3: <laughs> well i i'm more so like uh want to teach simon how to dance so i'm working on that is
1: he gonna do the worm yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very D D ass sentence Roll animal handling to see if you can teach your snake Simon to dance. <laughs> a
3: nine plus three for a 12.
1: Yeah, Simon is surprisingly quick to pick up on rhythm specifically. Uh, he doesn't have any fancy moves or anything. He's like finding it hard to translate your limbed movement into something he it's can okay. dance it's as well. It's a learning process. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is more progress than maybe expected, honestly. Uh, Peck, how about you? Is
2: there a library?
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: I go to the library. I want to see if I can find any books uh, specifically about uh, Ball.
3: The,
0: uh, the evil god. Oh, Chandler's doing the actual story.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot we were playing a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, you mean this isn't uh, a shopping simulator?
1: <laughs> no, 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 it is. It is.
2: Uh,
3: what a sad day it is when Peck is our most responsible party member.
2: <laughs> always... I just want to see if I can find any books uh, specifically about Ball. if I can't find anything about him. Uh, anything uh, in the nature of blood magic.
1: Sounds good. Uh, You make your way to the library and that familiar comforting scent of thousands of bound pages just puts you a bit at ease. Uh, Roll investigation to see what you find.
2: That's a nat 20.
1: Yeah. Uh, You walk in and you can like immediately tell what this particular library's organizational model is like, you spent a lot of time in various libraries, and good old fantasy Dewey Decimal isn't necessarily the standard everywhere, but you uh, you quickly find what you're looking for. Uh, it's not a book about Bahal. It's a it's a book on the history of many deities, uh, like way back to the old gods all the way to the current pantheon of what you know today, uh, like details about which of them controlled which domain, like which mortals ascended to godhood and took over those spaces. Uh, but you're searching for Bahal's section in this book. You, like, reference the table of contents and flip over to it. The start of the chapter is marked with a symbol, a skull surrounded by droplets. It's it's black ink, but knowing what you know... It's blood. Yeah. Uh, and as you read, the book paints a picture of the god of blood, albeit begrudgingly serving under Kelimvor. The two disagreed on a great many things, but blood and death are, well intertwined in some ways. And in the case of Bahal, maybe a bit more closely than he'd hoped. He was killed by a mortal, the same mortal that killed the Keeper of the Weave, causing the spell plague. These are tales from a time long past, but you know your history well enough.
2: What happened to him? Did he become a god? Did he die? Who, Sirach? Does this talk about Sirach? Did Sirach become a god?
1: Yeah, I mean, you would definitely know the mad god. Like, he's a god killer who ascended to godhood himself by force. So, I can assume that by killing a god, you can become a
0: god. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Well,
1: he could, at least. But this book seems to indicate that mortals who become gods do so in just a bunch of different ways.
2: Good to know. Very bad to know. (laughs) See, we can get some plot in an episode where we also buy stuff. It's great.
1: (laughs)
3: I'm just, I'm nervous about Peck trying to kill gods now.
2: No, you know nothing of it. So it's fine. Nothing to be
3: nervous about. Mira's not nervous about it, but
2: Rebecca is nervous. No, you're fine. (laughs) Nothing to be nervous about. We will all kill a god of our
0: choice and become gods. No, the
2: way my (laughs) mind is going right now is, can I somehow a way of me to not get back at, but atone for while getting something out of my connection with Zalaria?
1: Are
0: you trying to make Zalaria a god?
2: She's a god. She who she's who cursed me into a into a pseudo dragon.
1: Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You've never had that conversation in character. That's right. Uh, but yeah, you're able to like you know dog ear a bunch of pages and oh like, ho, uh,
2: ho. hold up. <laughs> I, I'll stop you right there. Elwin Peck is a scholar. Oh, and he respects books too much yeah. to dog ear a page. <laughs> Thank you, Chandler. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's my bad. You grab several scraps of paper and slip them between the pages you want to mark. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Heck! You wow!
1: Could... Oh! Oh! Wow! Okay, my apologies. I need. I need
2: a second. <sighs> okay, I'm good. Can I am? Am I able to like take these books with me? I like. Can I? Can I? Can I rent this book for a day? Do you have a library card? Can we do a? Can we do another song moment where I get a library card and I have to learn about the? Hey, what's a Dewey? <laughs>
1: Are you gonna sing it? No. <laughs> yeah, you don't need like a card necessarily. You just sign the ledger with the librarian and you check out the book. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, so, uh, can I can I speak to the librarian? Yeah. What's the what's the librarian's name?
4: Jesus Christ. Uh That's a weird name for a librarian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me look. Uh
1: his name is Dolren. D-O-L-R-A-N.
4: D-O-L-R-E-N.
1: D-O-L-R-E-N. Oh, uh, uh, hello, uh, uh Master
2: Dolren. I I was curious alongside this book. Um do you have any books uh specifically talking about uh the different arts of of uh, outlawed magic I, i've heard tell of uh blood magic and i and i'm wanting to get as much information on it as i can it's something i might be dealing with rather soon
1: all i can think of is the like professor i've come across a bit of forbidden magic yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says uh <laughs> well i i can't say that i know anything of the sort uh,
2: no worries it's, it's just something i've heard about and i'm trying to prepare myself for every avenue. Thank you, you so much. You wouldn't I-
1: happen to have spent some time in Dinor's shop by chance? Oh yes. Well, you wouldn't be the first to have been taken in by his, you know, curious nature. I'm afraid, but I, I can't say that there's any scientific or arcane basis for his research. <laughs> I, well. Oh, don't give it a second thought, friend. Between you and me. And he like kind of like leans into you, and he says, "He's kind of a nerd." Oh, <laughs> <ow>. <laughs>
2: Oh, and I, I start to laugh, and then I like I purposefully bring the volume of my laugh low because it's a library. <laughs> and I go, oh, 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 Master Dolred, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I thank you again. Uh, I shall return with uh, with your book uh, very soon. I just I have I have some friends who may find interest in this.
1: Uh, he looks down to your name in the ledger that you've signed the book out on, and he says, uh, "Of course, Elwin. I shall be here as ever. Should you need anything?" Oh, thank you, good sir. Uh, and I go back to uh, the the tabernacle. Okay. And the rest of you are you, are you heading there as well, or?
3: Yes. Yeah. Great. As I was playing my lyre, I get a tune uh, stuck in my head about having fun, not being hard. If one just acquires a library card.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I walk in as you're playing about a library card. I'm like, she knows.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you walk in, and the atmosphere is generally upbeat, and the food is as good as you've come to expect, and the drink is even better. Uh, what are you all doing?
4: Just uh slamming away on the on the Yaz flute. <laughs> <laughs> who is who is the, the, uh, the uh Veronica Veronica Corningstone?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm kinda like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> so you're just doing <laughs> uh what the blonde lady is doing in that gif. Uh, for those of yeah. you listening. <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry listeners. Uh Casey has dropped a very current, very now gif from the movie Anchorman into the chat. <laughs> and this visual only goof
4: will certainly play on an audio
2: media. <laughs> oh, that's great. Do we already have like assigned rooms?
4: Uh, Peck in one, and everyone else in the other. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> no,
1: that, that works joke. for me. <laughs> Are you going
4: to bed?
3: We don't want to have tavern bonding night.
4: No, I, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm hanging out down here to play flute. I need to. I need to gain twenty gold. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So who? Who? Mira was there first. Who? Who got there next? Did I get there before the three of them got back? Uh, no. You. You'd no, probably you'd be, be there last, last, honestly,
1: after the library. Thing. Okay,
2: fair.
0: I'm sitting there enjoying a nice meal while enjoying the, the fine tunes of one Miss Kira, last name unknown. <laughs> Finally.
5: I think Harp is having a full-blown conversation with Cheddar, even though Cheddar's just uh, staring at her. And then she's going to try to, like, with her obviously with her hand, like, uh, kind of try to make Cheddar dance a little bit. <laughs> but I don't think Cheddar's digging it.
1: Uh, roll animal handling, I guess.
5: I got a 13.
1: Oh, then, yeah. I mean, it's it's actually not going half bad. Like, the two of you have a good rapport.
5: Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out I'm sitting next to Cadmus. I'm trying to see if he he's, like, paying attention to this, if he thinks we're doing a good job or not.
0: <laughs> um, I do a, uh, like, a acknowledging you're doing great.
5: Harper's super stoked. Thank you for this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Simon from the da-
3: Dancing Mouse in front of him.
1: <laughs> uh, Kira... Why don't we finally roll me that flute check uh, performance? Oh, thank God. <laughs>
4: uh, that's a 16. A 16, okay. So that give me 16 gold?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you play pretty well. Like You're holding the audience's attention, and throughout the evening, folks come by and toss some um, coins. Coin the chair? Yep. They toss coins to the box near your feet, and you're tallying off the coins, and you count 16. You're realizing that you're a little bit short. Uh, But (laughs) uh, according to the private message I just got on the side over here, uh, it's about this point when Elwyn Peck on his Unseen Servant walks stiffly up to the makeshift stage you're performing on and uh, with an arm just outstretched perfectly parallel to the ground just plunks five gold into your collection box.
2: There you go. (laughs) And then from there I go immediately to my room.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he walks just as stiffly away without a word. Uh, what are the rest of you doing?
5: Are we actually going to attempt to bond a little bit? <laughs> As you can see by the stunning uh,
0: drawing by yours truly.
1: Yeah, Tyler's been—he's uh, been working on drawing a little masterpiece on our game board here. What is that? Who's on the left there?
0: I
3: think that's supposed <laughs> uh, to be so, mirror with horns, or no? No, so that one's me. Oh, what's on your head? Uh,
0: I tried to draw my ears, and then that's when I just des- <laughs> decided not to draw ears anymore.
5: Okay, uh, it looks you're, like you're in the middle your because you're—you're
0: you're dancing with your mouse. And then um, you're over on the side and you got your snake in your hand and uh, Kira's up there like
3: rocking that flute. I definitely thought that <laughs> Kira was playing a harmonica and I'm holding a spork and baby Groot is on the table. Here, <laughs> <Mysterious laughs> I'll draw That's a your a tool horn that will style.
0: help us out later. This is a very good drawing.
2: There we go.
3: Oh, there, there's the horns. Thank you.
1: <laughs> okay. So what was, sorry, what was the plan? I got distracted.
3: Yeah, my plan is just to kind of hang down. In the tavern, see if anything happens, any suspicious cloaked figures. She feels some kind of duty to keep her eyes open, even though realistically she's probably not paying full attention. (laughs) Uh,
1: Roll perception, then. Uh,
3: That is a 12. So, yeah, half paying attention.
1: Yeah, you're you're scanning the room and mildly distracted by Harp helping Cheddar do a little dance on the table. Uh, But you do happen to notice one individual in particular. Uh, he's got this red scarf on that draws your eye. And you watch him as he makes his way towards the front door. Uh, and as he makes his way past some of the tables, you notice his hands slip into somebody's pocket, and he just keeps on walking.
3: Uh, at that point, I tell to. That person is stealing. Do we want to take care of this, or are we just going to let that happen? Oh,
5: man. Oh no. <laughs> you just told the worst person. Dang it. <laughs> oh, my God. Now we're
2: going to get thrown out because he stabs them. Now I have to kill
0: everyone in this room. <laughs>
1: Wait, I've read your pamphlets. Doesn't the punishment have to fit the crime in some ironic fashion? Or- You're right.
4: So stab
0: no, him in the listen,
2: you don't understand so uh, look at the law.
0: I'm very fanatical. Every,
2: everything equals murder. Um, <laughs> you cut in line, so I cut you.
0: <laughs> I shall take his finger. What? Um, oh, my um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Which which
5: one did it? Um, can I just kick Mira?
4: <laughs> you got a roll for that. You might kick Cappis instead. <laughs> I think you're playing policies.
3: Um, yeah, I point the, the guy out to Cadmus and then I turn to uh, Harp and say, hey, I just want to see how this goes. You just want
5: to see how this goes? Uh,
2: and on an alternate timeline, the person didn't even steal anything. They just walked by and like patted someone on the shoulder and said, hey, have a great day. <laughs> great and Mira's night. just like,
1: he stole.
3: And now he's murdered for and it. I saw them take it, right? Did I, didn't I see him steal? Did I did I I might you
1: saw him put a hand in someone's pocket and then keep walking. Yeah.
3: Okay, well they're either getting real affectionate.
4: <laughs> I guess that is up for interpretation. What if he what if he put something in the guy's pocket? That's true.
3: Oh, <laughs> first pick the pocket.
4: Ooh, a fallout
0: situation. He's, yeah. he's doing that
2: Thieves Guild Skyrim quest where you have to steal the thing and put it in someone else's pocket to frame them for stealing. It could be. Guys, it's the Thieves Guild. Let's join the Thieves Guild. You guys loved that one person in the Thieves Guild, you even gave her a ring for it. <laughs>
5: Yeah, no, I'm still going to tell Cadmus. <laughs> oh, Cadmus, I think Mira's been drinking a little bit.
0: I'm going to stand up and go over to the person who was stealing. Yeah,
1: oh he's almost to the front door at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm
0: going to cut him off. Literally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you beat him to the front door, and he doesn't even look all the way up at you. He just, oh, uh, excuse me, just going to head past you here, big guy. And he doesn't even think you're trying to be in the way on purpose. I then try to be in the way. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of realizes that you aren't moving, and, and then he does look up at you, and he says, Hey, uh, can I, can I help you with something
0: there? Uh, yeah, my, f- uh, saw you, uh, notice you're, uh, stealing. Your hands happened to go on uh, to, uh, some people's pockets. Got anything to say about that? You want to confess now? Whoa, hey, no, <laughs> I think you've got the wrong guy, friend. I, I don't,
1: hey, search me. And he flips out his empty coat pockets and, and holds up open palms and kind of flips them back and forth to show you that he's not holding anything. Uh, roll me a vibe check, would you?
0: Uh, Okay. Uh, that's a vibe check of nine.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, you're like looking at his empty pockets, his empty hands, and the concern on his face, and it dawns on you that like you didn't see any of this go down. So it's casting a little bit of doubt, but you're not sure.
0: Hmm. You come you come into this uh, this place much?
2: Well, now you're hitting on <laughs> trying him.
0: Trying to pick <laughs> him up. <Yeah. laughs> come here off. <laughs> <up. laughs> I come here a lot, too. <laughs> just so you know, if I uh, if I happen to see anyone stealing in here, I happen to uh, take wrongdoing very seriously. So let's say you're not doing it, though. Just don't ever do it in the future.
1: <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just like he reaches up and pats you on the breastplate a couple of times and says, you know what, friend, I, I will keep my eyes out for anyone suspicious. And, and why don't you uh, enjoy a drink? And he smiles and he puts his hand back in his pockets to turn them back right side in and, and he turns to walk out the door.
2: Does he steal from him? Does he pickpocket pocket He's <laughs> pickpocket Oh, man.
3: What a weird way to hit on someone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cadmus, with your passive perception, you have you have no reason to think that he did.
0: Mm, all right. I'm watching you next time you're in here and I'm going to walk away.
1: Yeah, he like over his shoulder gives you a thumbs up without turning to look at you as he's leaving and, and you turn to walk away uh, hey, Tyler, uh, how much gold do you think you have right now?
0: <laughs> well, I had 32
1: gold. Yeah, you you definitely did. Okay. Harp and Mira, while this was all happening, you were, like, watching from your table across the room, and Harp specifically, you know the move that was just pulled on Cadmus. Like, you've seen it done before, even if you're not perfect at it yourself. And you point it out to Mira as it's happening. And you both watch as the dark-haired young man in the scarf just kind of, like, pats Cadmus' chest, bringing his attention up there while quickly slipping another hand into Cadmus' pocket before just nonchalantly putting whatever he took into his own pocket while turning them back in and walking (laughs) away. And Cadmus, says, you're, like, walking back to your chair, it hits you, like, much too late that the couple of coins you took from your bag earlier to pay for drinks with are gone.
0: All right, well... uh, I remembered his face. I remembered his face. Yikes. I'm going to kill him next time I see him. (laughs) For stealing two gold, you kill a man? But he stole it from
2: Cadmus. (laughs) Stealing it from someone else is completely different.
1: (laughs) What are you, Steve Jobs?
0: Like, what the fuck? (laughs)
2: Yes. That's what Cadmus is short for. (laughs) He
0: is now on my enemies list. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, You take note of his physical description, and you log it away for future vengeance, I guess.
0: Well, you taught me a lesson. Next time I won't let him off the hook. <laughs> I, I was trying not to be super punchy. <laughs> trying not to be a murder hobo? <laughs> yep. All right, I'll go sit back down. Super mad.
3: Uh, you were right there, Cadmist.
0: Uh, yeah, you're, uh, your thief stole from me, I think.
3: Oh. But it's okay. Next time I
0: see him, he will be sorry for that.
3: So you, you take this uh, justice thing quite seriously, I see. I sure do. It's an oath. It's
5: an oath. I was gonna say I, I like pat Cadmus on the on the shoulder and be like, Yeah, I don't I don't get you, pal. I, I really don't. Justice. He doesn't you don't know that I'm a thief, right?
1: I, I mean I feel like it's come up contextually, but maybe not like vocalized in character explicitly. Oh
5: no, because he gets really angry. So, <laughs> he gets real
1: stabby. Yeah, well that's why
5: I mean with the Arwell thing, I was like, eh. Little petty thefts don't phase her, so she's just like fine with it.
3: Have you sworn by that oath for a while? Uh, ever
0: since my father was murdered, I have so I'm the better part of ten years at this point.
3: I'm sorry to have heard that. Is that what brought you here? Uh,
0: not that specifically. I've I've just been bouncing around as a
5: mercenary type thing. And then I ended up here. So, what kind of jobs do you take?
0: Uh, you know the 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 normal this person was uh, did me wrong, I go beat the dude up. Typical bodyguard-esque stuff.
5: So like a bounty hunter?
0: I, if you want to put those kinds of labels on them, but I don't well, like it. It sounds more like an enforcer.
5: But you work for no one but the ones who hire you?
0: Uh, that's what I used to do. I, don't, I try not to do any of that anymore because I found it started to be kind of shady sometimes.
5: And you don't do shady at all. I never do shady. You're just the nicest, aren't you?
0: I wouldn't say I'm nice. I'm far from nice. I got a lot of anger issues, but I think that has to do with uh, a lot of things. But
5: Oh, anger. Never noticed it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I try to follow my code. Well,
5: it's helped us so far. Or
3: I think it's helped us so far. I guess it's hard to tell. I don't think we actually know much of what's going on for real.
1: Speaking of what's going on, uh, Peck, you're heading up to your room? Yeah, I'm up
2: in the the room.
1: Uh, What are you doing at the moment?
2: Uh, I am kind of looking over uh, the books, looking into them more. Uh, I have brought out the vial of blood that I got from the guy, as well as like a couple of other vials of blood. Seeing how they kind of react to very minimal magic, such as like casting a mage hand and then having the mage hand kind of like put its finger into like the vial of blood. Really, I'm trying to understand blood magic right now. Are you trying to learn blood magic? <laughs> I'm trying to understand blood magic. I can't imagine I'll get far.
1: Yeah, you get upstairs, you grab some items from your bag of holding, and you have your unseen servant like put it in the corner of the room while you work on the floor. And I mean, you're you're kind of getting the expected results here. You know, like you, you put them age hand in the blood and it gets wet. I don't know. You keep scribbling and reading and testing half theories for quite some time. And all the while, this tiny prickling feeling on the back of your scaly neck irritates you it's not terrible at first and honestly it's I mean it's kind of been bothering you for the better part of the day now and you've just kind of been pushing that feeling aside uh, but throughout your experiments the more vaguely frustrated you get with the lack of info you seem to have here it just it sort of builds like like a bug bite gathering that itchy intensity over the course of the day but it's it's under your skin it's in your mind this longing irritant builds and builds and your focus on your work here on the bedroom floor is waning, make a wisdom saving throw for me. Wisdom
2: save. Guys, I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, that is yep. at six.
1: Your attention is pulled fully away from your work and you look over your shoulder to see your bag of holding slumped against the corner of the wall and it's peck. It's I, I don't know, it's calling you, just silently asking for your full attention.
2: It's the one ring, don't do it. I go over-open
1: my bag? Yeah, you walk past your unseen servant, standing motionless nearby, and, and you pull the drawstringed mouth of the bag open. And before you can stop to think why, you're reaching inside and, and re-emerging with the cloth pouch containing the crown, and compelled to just see it one more time. You open the pouch to get a glimpse, and suddenly all you can think about is how easy it would be to take it, to leave with it. The power that it contains, it's... Right now, in this exact moment, you have never wanted anything more. And as your fingers make contact with it, everything goes dark.
3: So we're probably gonna have to fight undead and all I have are cantrips and a staff.
4: And nobody's slept yet.
3: Nope. I mean, th-
2: theoretically we're fine. It, it, it can't do anything. I can't wear the crown. I'm so small I already have stuff on my head. I can't wear the crown.
5: It's a magic crown. <laughs> I like these excuses you're dropping in right now.
2: I'm fine. I'm fine.